Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. What's up, what's up, Grinders? Welcome back to the Weekend Grind Podcast, brought to you by Roto-Grinders. The Weekend Grind crew is back in the building. I'm Josh Sir Giant, as always, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk Travis Mangone. Sorry that I missed you guys yesterday, but we are back here with a nice three-game slate. I know we're coming off a huge 10-game slate, and there's all kinds of news and everything like that, but, you know, hopefully you enjoyed St. Patty's Day. We get back to a nice small slate, have some fun NBA action. Give us both a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. It's at Travis M A N G O N E. Feel free to shoot over any questions or comments you may have. Love interacting with you guys. But yeah, Travis, who I mentioned in the building, Mr. Chalk, how you doing today, man? Hey, man. Uh, good. Uh, excited to get that last slate out of the way. It was a crazy and annoying one, but uh, I'm kind of excited for this three game slate. It's good for a three game slate, like just a fun tournament one to relax, you know, watch a little uh, golf tomorrow, watch a little March Madness, you know, Tiger will probably be out there just a fun time. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely really excited to uh, play this three game slate because I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's going to be some nice action. There's one game in particular I'm super, super excited to watch, but as we mentioned, three-game slate locks at 6 p.m. Eastern time, so make sure you go ahead and get your limes in before then because once you miss that, it will lock, and you'll miss out on all the good contests. So try to lock up that action early. I like to do that, get my tournament action out there early, and then later on just you know work on the edits. But, yeah, let's cover the first game on the slate. We've got Boston in New Orleans against the Pelicans. No total or spread yet, so I guess Vegas is waiting on some news. But, uh, you know, we've got... Some interesting stuff going on here in this game. Uh, Travis, uh, what, what do you think here? Yeah, so uh, first game is the, you know, Boston side of the ball, I guess we'll look at. And uh, Kyrie Irving, I you know, we're doing this a little bit earlier today, and I, we don't have, like, word if he's sitting or not. Uh, I'm just assuming he is, right? I'm going to go off the assumption. If he does play, I think he's, like, a great contrarian tournament play. But uh, I we, we're not going to have that news right away, so something to kind of wait and see with. But Terry Rogier, he's kind of expensive. I don't know if I really want to pay that price. I get it. I still think he's like a solid play, and it's the Pelicans, right? Um, I don't know. I'm just like the when I keep looking at the slate as a whole, there's a lot of guys up here. Like there's Chris Paul against Minnesota for only 100 more than Terry Rogier. So it's kind of like tough. I'm just like, do I really want to pay that price on him? I think he's a fine play. He's like in the player pool. He's in the conversation, but not a guy I'm like absolutely prioritizing. But with, with the, you know, the injuries to Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown and even Kyrie Irving, if he's out, I mean, that's going to be big for him. I'm kind of hoping Kyrie plays though. So he could be like kind of an interesting tournament play and uh, change up the dynamic of the Celtics offense. But 
Uh, if you look at some of these other guys like Jason Tatum, yeah, I mean, this is a good spot for him. But the problem is he's just been so up and down, and it's been kind of disappointing. I like taking, uh, you know, wing wing players against the, uh, you know, uh, the Pelicans have been really good to me so far. But I'm just worried about his, him. He's just really been up and down, and at this price, it can be kind of concerning. So I'm not all over him. I kind of prefer a guy like a Marcus Morris here. I think he could be really interesting. I like him as a play on the Celtics. think he could definitely have a big game. Al Horford, I'm expecting he'll have to try and do his best to cover like Anthony Davis. It'll probably be difficult for him, but he'll be needed a ton on the on the floor. If they feel like the center position is kind of weak, I mean, I know he'll get the money, or not the money, he'll get the minutes out there. Uh, but there's other guys I think I might rather pay up for too uh, in better spots. But for me, it's like, you know, I want to have a lot of interest in the Celtics. It's normally a situation, you know, I'm always like, who are the Pelicans playing? I want to target guys against them. They struggle a ton on defense. I felt that way uh, with the Rockets today. But uh, today it's kind of tough to figure out which Celtic I really want because uh, I don't know. There, I know there's a bunch of injuries and whatnot, but they're starting to get a little priced up for, like I said, Terry Rozier. He's sort of priced up, and we don't know what's happening with Kyrie Irving, Tatum. He's really been up and down. Uh, so I don't know. I'm really kind of torn on these Celtics. What about you? Um, yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like there's other places I like to target. I do like some guys on the other side of this match. So for me, usually I like to run it back with a guy or two from the other side of this team, you know, from the game. So if I'm going to be looking at anyone, I, I do like Al Hawford, as you mentioned, because they are going to have to have him out there competing with Anthony Davis. The Celtics don't really have big mobile men. You know, Horford is, is the guy that they're going to need out there. Last time they faced the Pelicans this season, he was out there for 37 minutes. He put out almost 40 DraftKings points. So he's a guy you can look at. 6,900 on DraftKings is not a bad price at all. And uh, on FanDuel, you can get him over there. Uh, but uh, for, yeah, 6,900, same price there too. So, you know, he's not overly expensive. I wouldn't hate playing Hofford here, especially if you want to run, you know, run back a Celtic with your, your New Orleans plays. But um, waiting on that, that Kyrie news, that's the main thing. So, I agree with you about Morris, too. I think that he picks up some good usage out of that. You know, So it just comes down to, like, do you want to try to take value here on the minutes boost, right? Like, do you think that perhaps Shane Larkin is someone that could be in play here? You know, if Irving is out, do you have to target Shane Larkin? Because Rogier's price, by the way, has just gone through the roof now. So, you know, 7,600 on DraftKings. You know, FanDuel, I believe he's over 7K as well, right? 7,900 there, too. So Yeah, he's 7,900. Yeah, so, I mean, do you play Ro – Rozier has a good matchup, you know? You know I still Pelicans. think you can play him, Josh. Like, it's not like he's out of play or anything. I still think he even has upside at this price. Uh, man, it's just – it's kind of – I don't know. It's kind of tough for me. I'm just kind of really torn at what I want to do with, like, a guy Rozier. Like I said, I think he's a fine play, but, like, I can just get 100 like more dollars for Chris Paul. Like, I don't know. It's just – it's kind of tough to see me doing, you know, going with the Terry Rogier, but uh, I don't know. I think he's he's in the conversation, but I still have more interest in like Marcus Morris and maybe Al Horford more than uh, Rogier. And I'm kind of just hopeful that Kyrie Irving plays because uh, I kind of think he'd be a really interesting tournament play here in this spot because he could crush New Orleans. Now here's the thing, right? So if Kyrie doesn't play, I do agree. I mean, Rogier is definitely in play. Pelicans ranking 26 in the league at defending the point guard position. Uh, in their last meeting, you know, he, he averaged a little under a fantasy point per minute, but he also wasn't in that expanded role with Kyrie out. So if Kyrie plays, do you still target Rozier at this price? No, no, not at all. I'll stay away. Uh, the, Kyrie's usage will be enough to take me off. I know there's a lot of guys injured over there, but I, I'll definitely stay away that, way then at that point. So uh, no no Kyrie for me, or not, no uh, Rozier for me if Kyrie plays. But I think we talked about the Celtics side of the ball enough. Uh, you want to head over and talk about the Pelicans a little bit for us, Josh? Oh, yeah. I mean, let's just get the elephant out, you know, in the room out of the way. I know you love your revenge narratives, and I know that he's coming off 
you know, being rested yesterday, so he's going to be fully rested for this game now, uh, you know, against the Pelicans. I mean, against Boston, you know, get his little revenge game in. I'm sorry. Uh, Rajon Rondo, I feel like you just have to lock him in at this price, right? Because last time you played them, you absolutely smashed. Uh, put up a nice fantasy point-per-minute clip there. And he's still cheap, 5500 on DraftKings, 62 on FanDuel. I think you just plug him in both, right? Yeah, I mean, you know me, Josh. I'm a huge Rondo fan, uh, mainly because I write, like I liked uh, Celtics Rondo, you know, back in the day. Playoff Rondo, as they used to call him, back when he was with that uh, the core of KG, uh, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. I, I loved, I love him, just have a personal uh, bias for him from when I was younger. So I, I, I love Rondo. Uh, he's a guy that has a ton of upside, right? I was talking about him on today's slate. And I know he got ruled out, but uh, when I kind of discussed him, I was like, man, he's he's definitely a tournament play, right? He's nowhere near a cash play. I'm probably playing cash on this slate. So I think I'm going to get exposure to Rondo. He's cheap coming off of rest. And it's less like it was random rest, right? It wasn't like, oh, you know, some, you know, it wasn't like, hey, um, you know, he hurt his ankle in pre-war. So it was just like, hey, we're going to rest him on the front end of a back-to-back. I'm kind of guessing that maybe there's a chance that drew holiday sits is that possible josh i don't know i'm kind of trying to think it through is there a possibility that drew holiday sits i don't know but either way rondo off of the rest i'm gonna want to play him i think he's a great uh, upside play at point guard and hey a uh, little bit of revenge for him so uh, he'll definitely uh you know enjoy that so yeah I- i'm definitely in on uh definitely in on rondo tomorrow pretty excited to get uh, get some exposure to him yeah no i i i know that you're hoping drew holiday sits because you hate that guy right well, see, I, I took a whole turn, Josh. So, like, I jumped on Holiday when he was cheaper and with the with the Boogie Cousins stuff. So, once Boogie Cousins went down, uh, I kind of jumped on Drew Holiday, and I've been riding him out, and it's been a good time. So, uh, me and Drew, we're okay right now. There's no issues between us. All right. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, if he does play and Kyrie plays, we'll have Drew against Uncle Drew, right? So, that's a nice little fun uh, narrative there. But, uh, but yeah, seriously, uh, Rondo is a great play. I don't think that it's random that they did rest him before the Celtics game. I think they did that on purpose. I think that it draws uh, viewership, it draws crowds in, and they're going to let Rondo go out there and, and put on a show for his Celtics fans, right? So um, I do believe that Rondo is is a great play, whether Drew Holiday plays or not. Uh, we got to just watch this news because stuff like that does happen. But, but yeah, I think we talked enough about Rondo here. We love the revenge narrative. Now uh, let's talk about the other big guy here, Anthony Davis, getting a matchup here against Boston. Boston, as tight as they are defensively, ranked 23rd in the league at defending opposing centers. Uh, middle of the pack, 14th in the league at overall rebounding. Last time he faced them, though, Travis, my God, 44 minutes, 75 drafting points. He put up a line of 45 points, 16 rebounds, two re- two assists, two blocks, and a steal. Um, this is, you know... Anthony Davis at home, right? Um, his home splits are still there. They're not as big as they usually are. You know, only five points now, five DraftKings points for his home and away splits. But but still, it's Anthony Davis at home and a good matchup. We know Boogie's been gone for a while. He's getting that usage. And this is actually, you know, better matchup than you would, you know, than meets the eye. When you actually look into it, it makes me just want to play Anthony Davis. I know he's super expensive, but, you know, this this is a spot for me where I think we could lock in the brow. What do you think? Oh yeah. I mean, so like, just let's, let's talk like quick, like short slate strategy, right? Like just in general. And I mean, Anthony Davis is obviously good at basketball and, you know, he's someone that we want to play a ton of, but like, what stud are you paying for? Right. Is he the guy that you want? Like you're going to have to spend your money today. And the good news is, is there's enough where it's not like there's just one stud to pay for and that's it. And it feels like everyone's doing it. There could be decisions to be made, right? We have James Harden. 
against the uh, against the Timberwolves. Then we have uh, Carl Anthony Towns against uh, Houston. So that's another guy to pay for. Don't forget Damian Lillard, right? He's really expensive now, and he's going against the Clippers. Clippers are awful on defense, playing at a fast pace. So he's also in the conversation as basically like a stud on this slate. Oh, three thousand dollars less. Uh, is that three thousand dollars less? Yeah, I think it's three thousand dollars. Two thousand, three thousand, something like that. But either way, he's still someone that's up there that you have to spend money on if you want to play him. So. Anthony Davis, he's the guy that I think I'm going to lock in here of all the guys. I do slightly worry that you get random rest here too because, like I said, Rondo randomly rested. So who would randomly rest here? The problem is, is the Pelicans are pushing for the playoffs, right? So I don't think that that's going to happen. I still think it was weird that he rested today against, against the Rockets because, like I said, they're pushing for playoffs. Like they're at the sixth seed, and they're only, you know, I think they're, what is it, one and a half games away from ninth place. So, yeah, like I just am uh, wondering – would they rest people? I don't think they will because, again, they need him right now. There's no time for rest. So uh, if you tell me, like, who's the guy you're paying up for on this slate, Anthony Davis is my guy. Uh, it's just what he's been doing has been incredible. I'm not including uh, tonight's game, but uh, in, like, the last six games, he's averaging 60 fantasy points. I mean, that's just insane. So, uh, yeah, Anthony Davis is probably the best play on the uh, on the Pelicans here. Are you going to play Drew Holiday, Josh? The, the price is kind of concerning, right? $9,000 over on FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings, uh, do you have his price up right now? I believe it was 8300 today, and I like that price. On 7900 79 okay. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not the greatest matchup, right? Slower pace game. Uh, Celtics are a good defensive team against guards, but – uh, there's definitely some upside there for Drew there. So if he does play, I like him more in DraftKings. I'll stay away from him on FanDuel, right? Would rather just find the extra money for like James Harden. I know it's a, it's a lot of money. It's 2,400 on FanDuel, but I'd still rather try and find that if I can against a team like Minnesota where I expect him to thrive too. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anyone else on the Pelican side of the ball, like Etwan Moore, I don't hate taking a, uh, a cheap, uh, tournament dart on him. If you're doing a stars and scrubs kind of construction, I also think Nikolai Miritich is like really cheap. He has upside at this price, right? I know he hasn't been as good. This is his last uh, six games. 31.9, 37, 26.9, 14.8, 26.3, and 18. Not the greatest, but this is a guy that we've seen hit, you know, just, just this past month in February, he had 48.4 fantasy points, right? He had a 39. Like, he has upside at this price that other guys I don't think have. So I think there is upside to play him in tournaments. Is this the right spot for him? I'm kind of torn because I don't think it really is, but... Uh, what's your take on Miritich? Is he, can we like take a dart? Well, just wanted to backtrack for a second. Drew Holiday smashed against Boston the last time they faced off here. Uh, 47 DraftKings points in 41 minutes. So, Also, don't really love the fact that Anthony Davis is not center eligible on FanDuel. He's only a power forward over there. So that kind of makes things interesting. So now that brings me to the Miritich question that you asked. I do like Miritich on the slate, and I do think that uh, you know he's a guy we could play. 27 minutes per game in the last two against Boston, 30 Fan fantasy points in those, you know, averages for those two games, um, you know, averaging 16 and eight, which is a pretty good line. So he is cheap, 5K on DraftKings, 5.7 on FanDuel. But the question is, on a site like FanDuel, now I got to double down my power forward slot and just lock in Davis and Miritich if I want to play Miritich, right? Because I'm playing Davis. So now, do I do I want to take away all that equity from my power forward slot? Is there is there going to be no other power forwards on the slate that I like to play? Uh, better than I'm going to like Meritage, right? You know what I mean? So it kind of puts you in that weird spot where I don't want to completely clog that power forward spot up because there's other guys I do like. So I'm not really sure if I'll be playing him. Maybe not on FanDuel DraftKings with the flexibility. You can make it work. But on a site like FanDuel, I just don't want to take the equity away from that position at power forward by you know locking in two Pelicans and moving on. So that's that's my stance on him. I think he's playable on DraftKings. Also, he's cheaper on DraftKings at 5K. 
So I, I think he's more playable over there than he is on FanDuel. So that's where I stand there. But And as far as playing Drew Holiday, I if I'm making like 10 lineups, I'd put him in three. I'd go like 30% Drew Holiday. I'm not going to go crazy with him, but I do think he'll have upside, and he just always tends to go under-owned, right? Even on a small slate like this, I think that you're going to find that he'll be under-owned. So that's my stance on that. Uh, anyone else you want to mention here? Uh, no, I mean, if you get word of Mecca Okafor is starting with Davis, then that means it's obviously someone that will get enough minutes where we feel okay with his cheap salary that he could have upside. But uh, it's one of those things I kind of try and wait and see what the Pelicans are going to do. But this doesn't seem like a spot Okafor would start unless uh, you hear the Celtics are rolling out like Baines and Horford lineup. If that's the case, then I could see that we're thinking it's going to be an, an Okafor and Davis lineup. And then that would put him in play as a value. And I think you'd even play those two together. Uh, that's kind of the key with Okafor. If he starts, he gets enough minutes where he can get there at that cheap salary where it's okay and if you're doing stars and scrubs build he could fit that and just just do enough to kind of get the job done for you all right so let's move on to the next game now we've got houston the rockets in minnesota against the t-wolves 705 is the lock time the total for the game 221 and the houston rockets are a seven point road favorite here so uh pretty decent spread here looks like houston's supposed to come out and you know do their job still less than 10 points to spread so it's just a fairly close You've been talking a lot about Harden here, Travis, so go ahead, kick us off with the Rockets and, and tell me about the beard here. Yeah, he's definitely someone to like, right? Um, he The problem is he he's kind of a disappointing, uh, obviously, again, not including uh, the game that he's playing tonight, but here's his just fantasy production, 43.5, 41.2, then he rested a game, 47.4, 51, 50.5, 63.4, 44, 52.7. I mean, I'm not saying there's no upside, right? This is James Harden matchup proof, but it's been frustrating. If you've been rostering games hard and you have not been happy, uh, it's definitely been annoying, but I do think he's in the conversation. The, the Timberwolves are definitely a, a team that you can target with guards. They can definitely do well, especially with no Jimmy Butler there. So I, I think James Harden's in play, but I don't know. I'm not as in love with him as I wish I was, right? This is why I'm gravitating more to Anthony Davis. I think he, he's a better player and I'd rather target him. So like, I'm more interested in Anthony Davis and uh, it's tough. Uh, like I said, I want to roster Harden, but, his recent production has really frustrated me, but again, uh, he's matchup proof. He's James Harden. He can do whatever he wants, uh, and he's an elite play. Uh, I, I kind of prefer Chris Paul because I feel like I'm just getting more of a discount, and uh, I'm not, you know, not worried at all about uh, Jeff T on defense and just like the way the uh, way the Timberwolves are at guarding point guards are not that great. So uh, I kind of prefer to pivot over to Chris Paul if I can instead and uh, use my money uh, to get exposure to the Rockets guards that way. Uh, just because, like I said, uh, James Harden, Harden hasn't really been hitting that ceiling as much. And uh, if I'm already paying for Anthony Davis, maybe I'm struggling to uh, get in like Davis and Harden. It's hurting my overall construction. And maybe I'd rather just go over to Chris Paul for, uh, you know, three $3,000 cheaper. Yeah, I agree with that. I like Chris Paul a lot in the slate. 7800 on DraftKings is a discount. AK on FanDuel, like him over there as well. And, and like you said, you feel like you're getting discounted exposure here to that Houston offense. The usage is going to be passed back and forth between Chris Paul and Harden. And it, it's a steep discount, too. You're going from 11K to 7,800. Plus, Minnesota is weaker at defending the point guard position than they are the shooting guard position. They're actually ranked 24th in the league defending point guard position, 12th in the league at defending the shooting guard position. So you're getting a better matchup for Chris Paul here. Also, he smashed like consistently against Minnesota. You know, in, in three games, he's averaged 41 and a half DraftKings points in 33 and a half minutes per game. So, you know, you're going to get you're at, you're getting a guy who averages over 40 fantasy points here in this spot with a decent sample size at under 8K. I'll take the 40 points, you know, 40 fantasy points every time here with Chris Paul. So, for me, that's that's going to be where I'm going to go. Definitely going to get my Chris Paul exposure. 
Harden, I don't think so much. I want to pay for Davis, and I don't want to like force value in there on the slate unless news breaks. So for now, I think I'm just going to stay away from Harden to let other people chase that. If he has one of those, you know, if you beat me with Harden, you paid that price, and he puts up like an 80 point game, and I don't have him, you know, God bless, then you win, you know. But I'd rather get beat that way than passing up on like the savings of Chris Paul here and getting my Anthony Davis exposure comfortably. So that's where I'm going to go with my roster construction. Uh, some of these other Rockets here, you know. Ryan Anderson's going to be, uh, you know, questionable. They're saying that he's hoping to pay, play 10 to 15 minutes tonight. Uh, we're recording this the day before. Uh, so we'll see how that situation pans out. There's going to be some benefit, but he's not really a high usage player. So it's not something you really have to chase. Trevor Ariza, another guy, he's always like under, you know, 5K. Like he, he has, uh, you know, a pretty, pretty low ceiling. Decent floor because he gets a ton of minutes, always plays over 30 minutes. So if, you know, you feel like he could, kind of tie together your roster and he's the value that you kind of want to go for. I wouldn't like talk to off of him, but I'm not crazy about him. Uh, you know, how about Eric Gordon, Travis? He's 5,200 on DraftKings and he's, you know, been doing pretty well aside from that one game against San Antonio. You know, he, he's showing some upside. He's averaging a point per minute in two games against Minnesota this season. Decent matchup here and uh, Minnesota ranking. 29th in the league at defending mid-range jumpers, 15th in the league at defending the three ball. So Eric Gordon might be able to get some work here. And at 5,200 on DraftKings, you know, in a high-paced matchup with a big total like this, I feel like we have to talk about him. And on, on FanDuel, by the way, he's only 5,100. I really like him on FanDuel for my roster construction. So what do you think? Yeah, I think he's fine. Uh, I, I don't hate it, right? He's just one of those guys, if you're playing tournaments, uh, you know, just understand there there can be some risk with him. If his shot's not falling, he's going to struggle. But if it's hitting, it's going to work. He's someone I probably, you know, if I'm making 10 lineups, I'm going to, if I'm trying to figure out what his ownership is, I'll try and just go probably even with the field uh, and just kind of call it a day. Uh, so if he does do well, I don't miss out and whatnot. But I don't know. Uh, you know, again, it's it's kind of tough, right? These, these like really point-dependent players that come off the bench can be really frustrating at times. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think he's a fine play. Not not what I'm itching to go play. I'm not like jumping uh, to go play him, but I think he's uh, he's definitely rosterable. I think one of my favorite centers is in this game. Now, Clint Capella is too expensive for me on FanDuel at 7900 Like, I really don't love that price. But the problem is we're very limited at this, this center position, especially with Nurkic nursing that ankle. We don't know if he's going to play or not. So it kind of limits the playing field here. But uh, Capella over on DraftKings at 6400 just feels too cheap, you know, in, in this matchup. We know Minnesota has struggled against big men. We know Carlton Towns is one of the, you know, worst big men in the league, you know, defending the pain. And, and that rim is pretty open most of the time for guys to, to get some work in. So uh, Capella here. And, and also we have the numbers and a pretty decent sample size to prove it this season. Three games against Minnesota this season, 27 and a, in just 27.5 uh, minutes per game. He's put up 37 DraftKings points per game. That's a pretty solid average, and I think at 6,400 on DraftKings, you kind of you kind of have to find a way to get exposure to them here. What do you think, Travis? Yeah, I think on DraftKings, more of a play kind of like what you were saying, just a little expensive on FanDuel. I, I wouldn't say like, hey, like uh, you know, you're crazy for playing Clint Capella on FanDuel, but I'd rather just get him on DraftKings. And I think, uh, you know, I'm going to spend my money at center in other ways instead. But I, I don't hate Capella, right? I think he's fine on FanDuel. It's just like I'm I'm kind of someone that I, you know I like I like a good deal, Josh, and I I feel like if I'm playing both sites, I can just like get more exposure to him over on DraftKings and feel better about that. 
So uh, that's kind of how I prefer to do it. The I know you talked about Ariza a little bit and all these other fringe guys. I don't know if like Ryan Anderson is going to actually get enough run here. Uh, they said they were hoping to play 10 to 15 minutes uh, in this game. So I don't know if he's going to play 10 to 15 in the next one too. But uh, kind of the way to, to like break up what's going to happen here is even if he plays at all, I think like all these fringe guys, like the Tuckers, the Umba Mutes, all of them, I think like they're still hurt by it, like, right? Like Joe Johnson. Uh, so I would just kind of stay away from a lot of these other fringe guys and really focus on like the Arizas, Gordons, Capella, Harden, and Chris Paul. That's really the main guys I'm focusing on. And uh, yeah, uh, kind of go from there. But want to head over and talk about the Timberwolves for a little bit, Josh? Yeah, let's talk about the T-Wolves. Now, the T-Wolves side of the ball is a little bit more interesting. We're talking about centers on the slate, and obviously, you know, the the big guy that we want to talk about here is going to be Carl Anthony Towns, right? So he gets a matchup here against Houston, and now we're looking at his numbers this season against Houston. They're phenomenal as well. Uh, in 34 minutes per game in three games this season, he's averaging 25 points, 14 rebounds per game with three assists and three blocks. That adds up to 56.3 DraftKings points per game. So he has a pretty good track history against Houston this season and, uh, you know, doing his job to produce in that front court. So I do like him, even though the numbers don't like the on paper, it looks ugly. You know, Houston ranks fifth in the league at overall rebounding. You know, uh, they defend the, the rim very well. So it, it kind of puts you in a position where you have to trust the history of this one particular player against this team over what the you know the on paper stats are going to say so i think this is a spot where we could do that don't love him on DraftKings because we have the flexibility to put anthony davis in the center's position but on fandle you, you got to find a way to you know find a center you really like and i think carl anthony towns for me might be one of my favorite tournament plays here on this slate because i do think he's going to go on their own people are going to pay up very uh hard in for anthony davis and it's going to make it very difficult for them to also get carl anthony towns in there so I think Carl Anthony Towns for me is going to be a top play for me, uh, especially at his position, which is very thin on a site like FanDuel. What do you think, Travis? Yeah, I, I kind of like Towns here. I think this could be a really good spot for him. And, you know, the the Timberwolves are pushing for these playoffs, man. Again, like I kind of stress this. Uh, this playoff race is really tight in the West. Uh, I mean, just I'm, I'll just break it down for you really quick. We got the... Uh, Trailblazers, they are 12. I'll just read you. So they are 12 games out of first. Then you got the the Thunder, they're 13 and a half. Timberwolves, 14 and a half. Pelicans, 15. Then Jazz, 15 and a half. And then the Spurs, 15 and a half. I mean, just between the three and the eight seed, that is a three and a half game difference. Then you got the Nuggets, who are 16 and a half back at the nine spot. Clippers at 17. So this is a tight race. Like, they can't afford like to not have like their stars getting tons of run. We know what Tom Thibodeau does, right? He plays his guy a ton, tons of minutes. So I think it's a great upside spot for a guy like Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, I kind of like trying to get him in my lineups. I think he's going to be someone I'm, I'm looking to roster, maybe pair him up with Davis and uh, see if I can make my uh, you know overall uh, roster work out. So I like paying up for him. think this is a really good spot for him, and uh, I'm definitely going to go to him on this slate one guy i know you don't like talking about josh that much and i don't really like talking about him a lot either but when he's in these type of situations i think he's more in play and with jimmy butler gone uh andrew wiggins has upside right he does have upside for these big games he's very points dependent but houston is a spot where he can normally get that done i don't hate him as a tournament play uh not all over him but i think he's kind of in the conversation here the manji bielitsa this guy what he's been doing last three games 45.4 38.4 40.1 fantasy points he's been really great playing 38 minutes or more in those three games i think he's a great play but the price is kind of expensive 6700 i'm a little uh a little it's a little tough to roster him there but again small forward it's not really a position of love i'll just read you the small forward position right jimmy butler Gallinari, both those guys are out 
Then Bielitsa is the highest priced small forward here at 6,700. Then Jason Tatum, Trevor Ariza is the third highest priced small forward on FanDuel. And you have to play two of them. So uh, I think Bielitsa is really in play because of that. And, uh, you know, maybe more of a FanDuel play than a drafting. So I just want to know how like scarce small forward is on this slate on FanDuel specifically. Um, Jeff Teague, I'm going to stay away from him with uh, Chris Paul defense. Uh, I get it. I think, he, you know, he's been really safe as of recent and a nice cash game play, but I worry about his upside going up against a guy like Chris Paul. And then uh, Taj Gibson, uh, I think he's a fine play, uh, but it's more so Towns who I'm really keying in on. Uh, Towns and Bielitsa look like the two guys that I really want to roster. And then if you want to take it some dart throws on Wiggins, I don't hate it. But again, uh, he, he can be a frustrating roster. Josh. Yeah, he certainly can. Uh, I don't mind Andrew Wiggins. I think, like you said, with Butler out, he's going to get, you know, he's getting the extra usage. Call me crazy, Travis, but uh, I feel like I'm going to play Jamal Crawford in cash on this late if I play cash. And uh, he's getting the extra minutes. You know, he's, if you go ahead, I know you probably haven't looked at Jamal Crawford since he was on the Clippers, but go ahead and, and, and go look at his game lock. He's been getting the minutes 28 minutes, 22 minutes, 24 minutes, 29 minutes. You know, and he is really leading that second unit as the scoring, you know, this, the predominant score and keeping the team in the league, so, uh, the team in the game. So for me, and at 3,600, a guy that's going to get, you know, 20 plus minutes and, and take, take a good amount of shots too. I mean, he's going to take double digit shots now. Um, you know, and he could hit that three ball just as, as good as anyone in the league. Crawford, Jamal Crawford for me is a guy that I think makes sense in cash. He could pay off the 3,600. On DraftKings, then 3900 on FanDuel. It frees up a lot of cap space to get the big guys you want to get in there. And I don't think he kills your lineup. I think you're going to get your 4 or 5x from him, and I, and I think that's just fine here. What do you think? Yeah, I think Crawford's fine. I've actually played him in cash at uh, some point uh, in the last month or two. I had him uh, at some point. But he's been, like, solid, just safe and not terrible. Uh, and with the injury situation, I've jumped on him a couple times. So I don't hate going to him uh, if you have to. One thing I want to know, and, I, again, this is, like, totally, like, speculating and we're doing this a lot earlier than normal so i'm kind of trying to like think some things through so timberwolves are playing tonight right they are i'm trying to not blank out on this are they playing tonight josh correct uh, i believe they are yeah yeah they are playing tonight uh so with them playing tonight right what if like an injury happens or something like that one of these backcourt guys derrick rose is really cheap uh, i don't know if people listening know but derrick rose is on the timberwolves right and again i'm not saying like uh but like if say jamal crawford goes down and say they rest someone here uh Derek Rose went from six minutes to 10 minutes. It seems like they're working him in. Maybe this is the game now where like tomorrow, say they jump into 15, say we see that trending upward. Maybe then he gets jumped to 20. I, I don't know. Right. Uh, it's kind of something I'm just kind of recklessly speculating. It's a three game slate. And uh, you know, it's a guy that could obviously uh, be very low owned and could go off. Right. If he somehow turns the clock back every now and then, but uh, I don't know. I'm totally like huge tournament dart throw that I'm going out there and just like, going out on a limb with, but uh, I don't know. I'm just, like I said, I don't know what the, the Timberwolves plan is with him. I think it was stupid that they signed him, but we know Tom Thibodeau loves this guy and I'm just kind of waiting and seeing what's going to happen. So, uh, and he hasn't been good in those two games he's been out there. I mean, uh, he has a total of two points in his 16 minutes, uh, two real life points in his 16 minutes out there. But like I said, it's just weird that they signed him and there has to be a reason for it. So I'm trying to figure out the reason, but uh, yeah, uh, I, again, really super deep dark tournament throw and if we get some type of news then maybe he becomes in play but you're right more about jamal crawford he's really running that second unit and uh, getting a ton of production and i think he's a fine uh cheap salary relief option i'm going to be keeping an eye you know on that san antonio game now tonight and making sure there's no injuries because 
Uh, I wasn't even thinking about Derek Rose until you just put that up. Josh, I just don't get why they signed him, right? It doesn't make any sense to me to get this guy. So I don't know. Like, why are they not just playing Tyus Jones more? He was fantastic in the action when he was out there. Like, I don't know. It was just like a, such a stupid signing. And I'm expecting one day there's going to be some stupid Derek Rose day that pops up. So uh, I'm just prepping the people because it's, I don't know, man, March NBA DFS and soon to be April. Oh, gosh, it's going to get ugly. It just comes down to if Derek Rose feels like playing basketball. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, if they, if they find their way to the playoffs, you know, then, uh, maybe they'll, they'll be leaning on him to, for his experience or something like the veteran or whatever. I don't know. Um, it's, it's an interesting spot. The miss T will still have a shot, right? The playoffs. Oh yeah. They're, they're the five seed. So they're, they're, I, again, like I said, I, I'm really keying in on towns, those type of guys, like the starters are the thing that's great about them is they're pushing for playoffs. So I really think that these starters are going to get the main, uh, you know, keep getting their run. And that's the thing we love about Tom Thibodeau. So I'm going to keep uh, kind of pushing for that. And uh, again, towns is probably my favorite player on the uh, Timberwolves side of the ball. And being leads to two on FanDuel. That must be what it is. They might have just, you know, they were making the playoff push, and, and when teams go for playoff pushes, they like to pick up veterans along the way, kind of have those experienced guys on the roster for the playoffs. So that must be what it is. Maybe they just have, you know, have them there for the playoff run. If they make it, they have them there, you know, have some experience. But, yeah, uh, anyone else here on the T-Wolves that you might be interested in? Nope. Uh, that's when we're on a three-game slate, and when you're talking about uh, really terrible old veterans, that's when you know it's time to move on. <laughs> yeah, I think Derek Rose was like our cue to finish up the last game. Yeah. Definitely was. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last game of the night. We've got the Portland Trailblazers in Los Angeles against the Clippers. This is going to be a fun game to watch, man. Big, big up tempo game. 220 and a half is the over under. And the Clippers just a small two and a half point home favorite. So this is going to be an interesting game here. It's supposed to be close and high scoring. So I feel like, obviously, if you're going to stack any game on this three game slate, um, this might be the most obvious game. You'll probably see a lot of game, you know, variations of game stacks from this game. And, and with good reason. There's supposed to be a lot of points scored. So the question is, you know, what pieces do you want to pick if you're not stacking this game? Uh, who are you really going to zone in on? So let's start with the Portland side of the ball, Travis. Uh, any interest in any of the big guys here, like uh, maybe like Lillard or, uh, you know, CJ McCollum? We also, uh, by the way, we have to figure out what's going on with Nurkish. I know he has the little angle thing, ankle thing going on. Uh, he's supposed to – did he play today or he's playing tonight right against the Pistons? Uh, yeah, I mean, assuming. Uh, so we'll have to, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see. He's probable for this game, so we're going to have to wait and see what they're going to do, right? Anything could happen in this game. He could re-aggravate it or something. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to kind of uh, wait and see on him. But, I I mean, it, it's definitely a spot that they're going to want to have him because the under Jordan being out on the floor a lot, they're going to want his body. Yeah, that's the question, right? So I guess what are they going to do if – they lose Nurkic. They don't really have any other like big guys that can keep up with DeAndre Jordan. So this is going to be an interesting thing to watch. So we'll keep an eye on that and see how that goes. We'll just assume that he's in while we do this podcast. If anything updates, you can check us out on Twitter, and we'll give you guys uh, any any changes that we may have made. So, but yeah, let's talk about Portland, Travis. Where are you looking here? Yeah. So man, Damian Lillard. This is a great spot for him. The upside that he has is immense. Uh, Man, I like him here. If I'm, if I'm deciding between him and Towns, though, I'm kind of leaning Towns. Like, I know they're different positions, but I'm just like thinking salary wise. And it doesn't, you know, I don't think I can make a Lillard, uh, Towns, and uh, Davis lineup work. And also, like Cardinal said, there's a lot of guys to pay up for here at the top for a three game slate. So it's definitely interesting. But Lillard is certainly in play. If you like him, uh, definitely think firing away with him is perfectly fine. Uh, he has upside and definitely could have a big game. I probably won't end up going to CJ McCollum. Uh, kind of priced up for my liking, so I'm going to pass on CJ McCollum. I get it, though. Uh, 
I get it. It makes sense. It's CJ McCollum. He he feels like he either gets you 30 or he gets you like 50. It's like just really up and down with him. Uh, I'm probably going to take a pass on him. There's other shooting guards that I prefer instead. Like I'd rather go to like a Lou Williams, who I know has not been uh, as great recently, but I feel like it's, He's got to come back, uh, you know, pop back up uh, here eventually. But uh, I kind of think I'd rather go him for cheaper because, the, uh, you know, they need him to carry a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, Nurkic, I think he's an interesting option. If we find out that uh, if we find out that he's going to play in this game, I think that he could have upside here. They're going to need his body a ton. It's, that's kind of how I look at Nurkic. It's uh, the games of is he going to get minutes, right? And just I'll read you kind of like the past five games against the Lakers. He had 29 minutes, had – 40 fantasy points played against the Knicks 18 minutes, 22 fantasy points, golden state, 20 uh, minutes, 21 fantasy points, Miami, 30 minutes, 56 fantasy points, Cleveland, 18 minutes, 23. It's just like really simple with him. If he gets the minutes, he's going to have a ton of upside at this price. And I really think that they're going to need him against DeAndre Jordan here. Uh, who else are they going to put on him? Right? So as long as he doesn't get in foul trouble, as long as his ankle's fine. So yeah, I think Nurkic is a great uh, tournament uh, center. That's going to have a lot of upside here. So I like him as well. I think he's someone that you can look to Ross center is probably my favorite player on the Portland side of the ball. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, there's, there's a guy here that I'm looking at and he actually won me a GPP one. So I'm kind of partial to him when I see a situation like this, but Al Farouk Aminu, you know, when they really need him to be on the court, he gets on the court and he does his job. Right. And if you look at the two games they played against the Clippers this season, He's been on the court for 32 minutes per game. I put up 34 and a half DraftKings points per game. He's so cheap. He's 4,400. He's at a thin position, especially on a site like, uh, you know, on FanDuel. Uh, oh, they have him at power forward on FanDuel. I was hoping that he'd be a small forward. But still, 4,900 over there is still cheap. I kind of like Aminu here, man. I think that he's in a spot where he'll get a good amount of minutes. I think he'll play 30 minutes in this game, and I think that he'll give you a nice return on this price tag. He's one of my favorite value plays. So uh, Al Farouk Aminu for me is going to be a value play. You think I'm crazy for that, Travis? No, I mean, I don't hate it. Uh, not not a guy I'm like going all in on or anything, but I think he's fine. He's uh, No complaints here for a guy like him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't hate it. I think they'll need his body against Tobias Harris, right? That kind of makes sense uh, to put him on him. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's perfectly fine uh, with me. But, yeah, like I'm not going to – these other guys are like the the Harklesses and the Turners. I really don't want to take tons of shots on these guys. Uh, I know Turner's been pretty good last two games, 26 and 26. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just the, this that Portland, like, uh, you know, those, those Portland fringe players have been really frustrating this season. And I don't really want to uh, – don't really want to mess with them too much. Yeah, I understand. All right. Anyone else you want to mention here on Portland? No. Uh, yep, that's about it. I guess we can move on to the uh, the um, the Clippers side of the ball. Yeah, I think for me it's fairly clear where we want to go here. Austin Rivers is getting a ton of minutes. Now the problem is we kind of have an influx of point guards on the slate, right? So – it's easier to get him in on DraftKings, especially where he's cheaper at 5,800. On FanDuel, you know, I'm like flirting with getting him in and out. I'm doing like the hokey pokey with him because I like, I like other point guards here. And, you know, for my roster construction is tough. But man, when you look at that game log and you look at the way they're leaning on him, it's hard to not roster him in the spot. You know, 39 minutes, 39 minutes, 36 minutes, 30, 34 minutes. And, you know, he has some upside. He showed up 45 DraftKings points in his last game against OKC, you know, and, I just feel like it's tough to not roster him here. Are, are you going to be putting Austin Rivers in there today? Uh, yeah, I think Austin Rivers is a perfectly fine play. Uh, don't hate him, right? He's a guy just at this price that has, like, you know, that – 
45 to 50 like point ceiling and like are there guys that that have that same one like would you rather play austin rivers for the ceiling or jeff teague probably austin rivers to be honest like uh it's it's just like seems like he'd be the guy that has has the higher ceiling right now just from what he's doing but again like i don't know like portland's been really good defensively this year it's more like a stay away and i like rondo more so in this range so i'd probably rather just target him and kind of call it a day if you're if you're playing Austin rivers i don't hate it but not not going crazy with him i like lou williams here i really think that he could uh do a pretty solid job here i'm just He's got to come back up soon. I feel like he's playing a pile of minutes. Uh, so Lou Williams is a guy that I like, but uh, I'm a little worried that like, you know, not that I'm chasing Lou Williams, but that Tobias Harris, like, from what he's been doing and how great he's been, he's really been kind of getting killed by uh, Lou Williams. Like like Lou Williams production is getting killed by Tobias Harris, I feel like. So uh, if you tell me I have to pick between the two, I kind of prefer Tobias Harris, and I like him as a really good spend-up option. I think he's a uh, really safe cash game play. I know he's kind of expensive, but he's a guy that I think we can look to roster. What's his price over on DraftKings, Josh? 8000 is a little pricey on FanDuel, but I still think he's fine. But what's his price on DraftKings? 7300 for Lou Williams. Yeah. No, not Lou Williams. Sorry, Tobias Harris. What's his price oh, Tobias on? Harris, he's seven something too. He's seventy five hundred. Okay, yeah. I mean, I like that price a little bit more. Getting him in that like uh, mid seven k range. So I love Tobias Harris. Think he's a solid play. And even the DeAndre Jordan, I like him too. I like all these Clippers here. I think it's just gonna be a really fun game to target. And uh, again, like I'm hoping I can uh, hoping I can get uh, exposure to these guys on a bunch of different teams and whatnot. I think th these guys are great guys. Just like mix and match throughout your lineups. Like a lot of these uh, starting guys. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I feel like it's just a mix, like mix the match spot, right? That's like where I feel like we're going. Like DeAndre Jordan for me, man. Like this is where I'm really kind of getting. Like uh, he's a guy I want to roster, but I just I don't know. I, I if Nurkic is out for sure, you got a roster. I just Fanduel makes it tough at eighty three hundred. You know. I, I mean, I I think he's fine, man. Uh, again, like it's the problem is there's other centers I like too. Um, like DeAndre Jordan, of course, he can have upside. Like, you know, that, like, he's, he, like I said, he had a 65-point game against uh, Chicago recently. But uh, I don't know. This is not, like, the game where I feel like it's, like, you know, he's going to have that massive ceiling game. So I think he's a fair play. I'm not crazy about him, but I'm not, like, thinking that we're getting this massive upside game from him. And I'd rather go to some other centers instead. Yeah, I hear that. I, I agree. I Like I said, I really like Capella on DraftKings, so I think I'm going to play him over there. On FanDuel is where you know the center position gets a little tough. I really wish Anthony Davis was the center over there. It would have made things a lot easier for construction. But um, if you had to pick one center on FanDuel, who would it be on the slate? Oh, man, dude. You see, that, that that's actually a really tough question right now. I mean, Carl uh, Anthony Town sounds like maybe the guy, but like when I'm looking point per dollar, man, if you tell me Nurkic is playing, I just don't see how he doesn't play. 30 minutes right if i know he's like his ankle's fine if i know he's going to be in there they just need him against deandre jordan who else are they going to put against him right uh i'm not i don't think we're getting zach collins against him uh it's just like and he's not gonna get be out there a ton so man like i think uh i like probably towns is probably my favorite uh spend up like if you know just from a raw points and if i can jam him in i want to but uh, i really like Nurkic from like a point per dollar perspective and just like i think the upside is crazy for him here so i think i'm leaning i think i'm kind of like liking Nurkic a little bit and that might that might help me you know get in uh, a james harden or get in a damian Lillard. right it may help might help like bump up that extra piece. So it just depends on how your construction's going. Yeah, for sure. All right. Anyone else you want to mention here? Or should we move on to the lock and load play of the day? No, let's uh, let's head on over to the lock and load play and uh, kind of call it a day. All right, cool. So for me, I'm going to steal your guy. I know you're the whisperer. For oh, him. don't do this to me. I know exactly. Uh, who you're don't, don't, you can't do all that right. to me. All right. I'll pick someone else. I'll pick someone else. That's fine. Uh, well, yeah, while, you, while you're looking for someone, I'll just talk about him. So Rajon Rondo's my guy. Uh, <laughs> gosh, you can't do that to me, man. I have his jersey. Like, uh, you know, this is my guy, man. I Which one? 
Which one do you have? I have the I have the Celtics one with like you know the uh, NBA Finals logo on it and everything, man. Like that's my guy. So uh, yeah, give me Rajon Rondo resting here. He's gonna be all geared up to play this game against the Celtics. Uh, I'm pumped to get me some Rondo exposure today. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna fire up Rondo again. I know the Celtics are not like a team that we love to target. Uh, that you know they're great against covering guards and whatnot. But hey, man, this is uh this is Rajon Rondo, right? Uh, this guy is uh he gets up for certain games. He plays when he wants to and uh i'm assuming this is a game that he'll play when he wants to so give me rajon rondo love his upside here he'll be on my all my probably all my tournament lineups that i make. all right you feel good you got it out yeah yep i got it on that now you got to pick a play josh you can't be stealing rondo from me i'm sorry that's that's the one guy i think you can't steal from me i understand that's fine uh, you know what i've been saying this whole podcast how you know the center position for me has been tough um, so what I'm going to do is just give you a two-for-one, like, site-specific. So on DraftKings, I'm locking in Clint Capella as my center. And over on FanDuel, I'll be locking in Carl Anthony Towns as my center. And I'm going to stand pat on that, lock and load those two guys in to the lineups on each side, and make sure that you take advantage of the formats on each side by doing that. So, yeah. And I also love Rondo, too. So I just want to get that out there because, you know, when we show my name stamped on there with you, Travis, I'll take I'll take the number two lock there with, with Rondo. But, um... But yeah, so that that's it for me. Uh, you know, it's an interesting slate. It's a three-game slate, so just have fun and enjoy the games and and enjoy your Sunday. And you know, it's going to be a good day for basketball. You know, to because like I said, some of these games, the two two of these games, I'm really looking forward to watching. So it's going to be a cool game to watch, a uh, cool night to watch basketball. But yeah, so that's it. Go ahead, give us both a follow on Twitter if you haven't. Like I said, you can follow me at Real Joshua Giant at Real Joshua Giant. Follow Travis at Travis Mango and at Travis M A N G O N E. And we will see you guys next weekend for the Weekend Grind podcast. For my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalkmango, and I'm Josh the Giant. Peace out, Grind. This bar is filled with glass souls, blended by mistakes in these battles. You know that they're not happy here. They don't have the answers here. I just stopped by to say that I miss you, the old.
Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.